Hello and good morning, London, Ontario and surrounding area, MedPoint Health Half Hour. I'm your host, Ron Young. I'm joined here by Garrett King. Hello, everybody. Garrett, you are awesome. He's my country brother. We'll say that, right? We'll say that. Both huge Luke Bryan fans. Love him. Love him. And Hannah McCutcheon, what is this, like your third or fourth consecutive show? Should we just make you a regular? I think it's becoming a regular. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys, pleasure that you're here with me. Let's talk about some of the cool things that are happening at MedPoint lately. One of the biggest things I love is the kids program because summertime has been so much fun. Kids are off school. They got more time to come in, exercise. We have a kids program and it's really a lot of fun. It's teaching children about proper nutrition, proper exercise, and what better way to do it than in the summertime, right? So... Uh, do you guys, have you guys had any, any kids as clients or not yet? Not yet personally, but I have looked over all those workbooks that we've created that the, um, the kids can go through each session. They get a workbook, they can take it home, read it over, you know, maybe a couple little questions here and there, but does not feel like homework. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. I know Brandon has a few, uh, West five there and Wade, he, uh, he was training a few of the kids there too. And It's just a lot of fun to get them into the gym, get them introduced to the gym setting and get them comfortable. And how cool, Garrett, if you were a kid, maybe you still are, right? (laughs) Still (laughs) act like it. A little bit, a little bit. Um, If you were a kid and you could say, I have my own personal trainer, how cool is that? It is pretty cool, yeah. And you see some of the kids in the gym jumping around on the on the uh, some of the equipment like it's a little playground and jungle gym and stuff. Yeah. Uh, It is cool to see them kind of get introduced to it at a, at a young age and kind of learn the importance of fitness and health and nutrition and all that kind of stuff. So definitely a cool program and hopefully uh, we get more kids involved and, and we get more kids learning about all that kind of stuff. Well, I would say that we need to get more kids involved because have you guys seen the stats that have been coming out? Participation did a study recently and the numbers were alarming. It was saying that children, Canadian children, got a D plus in physical activity rankings in this report, 2018. Garrett, if you went home to Mama King and said, I got a D plus on my report card, what do you think she would she would say? What makes you think that that hasn't happened? <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Um, yeah, obviously that's not, uh, not what we want. We were just talking out fair kind of about uh, what's changed over the years and the, um, you know, how kids have taken on to screen time and, um, video games and that kind of thing. And I think that, um, you know, we need to learn uh, how to introduce them at a young age to kind of the importance of, of yeah. fitness and health and that kind of thing. And kind of as they grow up, um, you know, continue to bring it in. And we were talking about the, the uh, gym class curriculum and that kind of thing and them um, yeah, taking out gym in classes there. and stuff. And I don't really understand, um, you know, why they're doing it, but... Um, you know, that's definitely taking a toll on the kids and, yeah. and the child obesity rates and that kind of thing. So, Of course, Hannah, from uh, the point of view of somebody who's probably never even been close to a D+, <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking about this this grade? Is it well-deserved or is it uh, kind of maybe a little far off or are we kind of where we should be? Uh, this is against world rankings. I think yeah. they did like 13 different countries or something. So, Wow. Um, my thoughts are, I thought gym class was the fun class that, you know, everybody enjoyed and it was easy to get a good grade because as long as you were participating, 
you were able to get a good marks. But um, I'm not sure how they, they grade it now, but I agree it should be both, you know, including nutrition and, and health, but also as long as they're participating and involving themselves in yeah, the activity, mm-hmm. they should be able to get a good grade. So if, if students are coming out with that grade, I'm not sure what's going on. Well, they found that children who are more um, physically active are oftentimes more creative. They're better able to solve problems, less likely to make mistakes or suffer from mental health problems like depression and anxiety. Um, they have better memory, longer attention spans. Like, gee, this, you know, it translates to the home life too, right? If your kids aren't getting enough physical activity, you no wonder they're not paying attention to you. And that's just kind of what doesn't make sense is you see all the, the mental health issues and, and the addiction problems and everything that's going on with kids these days. Yeah. And yet we're taking physical activity away from them. We're shortening their recesses. Um, you know, all the time that they're out playing with their friends and running around and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Where it seems like, you know, that's the kind of stuff that would probably help with a lot of these issues. So. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's it's tough to see, and it's a lot different even than we when we were in school. So. Hmm. Uh, let's throw out some stats here because I know on the show we always like to support our arguments and stuff with the stats. Uh, researchers found only thirty five percent of children ages five to seventeen. Um, are getting the uh, recommended physical activity that uh, for their age group. And we have 62% of kids from the ages of 3 to 4 are getting their recommended. So you can see that I think parents have good intentions. When they're smaller, of course, they want to put them in sports, kind of see what sticks, what their kids are interested in. 62% getting the, the recommended. And then when you make the jump into the 5 to 17, albeit it's a much higher range, uh, you're going down to 35%, right? So that's school age, right? Five f- five years old, anyway. Um, do these age numbers indicate that, yeah, it is technology to blame, or is it kind of maybe the parents? Maybe I know, s- speaking from experience, stuff's expensive, you know? Sports are expensive. It can be. I mean, unless you get them in soccer or something, that, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just a ball, <laughs> yeah. um, not much equipment. But, uh, you know, where, where do you guys feel the onus is on, really? I think you kind of hit it on the head with the price of registration and stuff and um, equipment and traveling and, and all that kind of stuff that goes with it. It's gone up a ton uh, over the years. So that's got to be one thing that um, makes it difficult for parents, especially with multiple kids, to put them in sports and stuff like that. But um, going back to the technology thing, I think with you know iPads and cell phones and um, you know how accurate uh, you know video game graphics have gotten over the years, and you see so many kids that um, you know spend hours and hours a day on on video games, just sitting there, you know, with doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of a combination of all those things, and obviously. Um, the age range is huge. You get kids going into high school at, um, in that range as well, and they mm-hmm. kind of you know find other interests with their friends and, and maybe don't um, take physical activity and that kind of thing as serious. Yeah, uh, they become more independent. They're they're not in in uh, sports with their you know friends from from a young age anymore. Well, I guess finding um, really what you're interested in because you know, Hannah, have you been? Were did your parents ever put you in a sport that you hated? No, are we bringing up bad memories I just loved every sport personally, yeah, but no. I've had lots of friends who, you know, were in theater. Yeah, uh, theater's great too. But 
um, probably not getting as much physical activity as any sport, but still, you know, motion, moving, socialization. But those individuals who are in, you know, musicians or in theater or the arts, you know, they need to also find some sort of physical activity that Mm. they enjoy too. Yeah. Well, it's really, I mean, not everybody's interested in that kind of thing. Unless right? you're a drummer, right? Maybe they're getting their <laughs> physical activity. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, you you know, see what see what really sticks with your kids. You know, try them in a, in a bunch of different things and, and find the programming. Do a bit of digging because usually there's, you know, different events or different teams that they can be on. Uh, my kids, uh, instead of T-ball in London, because all the rosters were full, we drove down the road to... Uh, Ilderton. So there are other uh, options as well within the area. Which is a great sign that the rosters are full. That means there's a lot of kids doing it. But Right? Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Like, uh, you know, but don't let it be an excuse, right? Get your kids involved in stuff. Heck, my favorite sports are curling, right? Um, throw them on the ice. Get them, get them out there. I mean, there's no better way to, to know what your kid wants to do than to, to get them to try it a whole bunch of different things. So, um Guys, we got to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to be talking about vegetarianism, veganism, and technology and healthcare. So, a couple of cool topics when we return. 980 CFPL, MedPoint Health Half Hour. Hello, and welcome back to the program. Every Saturday morning, we have this show. We're talking health, fitness, nutrition, all those fun topics that you just love chatting about, right? On a early on a Saturday morning. Uh, we're glad that you've come along here with us. Ron Young here alongside Garrett King and Hannah McCutcheon, a couple awesome team members becoming regulars on the show. I think they're going to beat out Peter for, for that, uh, co-host slot. <laughs> no problems. Do you guys have any, uh, thing to say to Peter right now? He's listening. Well, Peter, just be ready. I'm coming for your job here, bud. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you on the golf course. There soon. you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, guys. Well, last week, Hannah and I touched on a little bit of vegetarian veganism and how the plant-based diet can have significant health impact, right? I mean, if you've been somebody who's been meat and potato for a long time and you decide to switch up your diet and have more veggies, more plants, um, you know, it's, it's going to have good health benefits for you. Now, Kind of, we saw that the, that age category, Hannah, of people doing that was primarily under 35 years old. This article talking about the Google generation focuses on those people. So keep in mind, they're already fairly health conscious, right? Well, now we're talking a lot more about this technology within healthcare, what works, what doesn't, and what they've been saying Uh, the Google generation, we'll call it, the Dr. Googles of the world. Um, You know, what they're saying is they do want more involvement with technology in healthcare, but they also really appreciate seeing their doctor sitting across from them face-to-face and talking about issues, which, you know, those are things that you just can't get, you know, Googling stuff or or. Even if even if the the technology was available to us, would you would you sit across from a computer screen and talk to a doctor that way, or do you prefer to go into the office and and have the sit down chat to chat? I think you know my parents aren't the ones you know grow up on a farm. My parents aren't the ones to be like, oh, I I got a cut, need to go see the doctor, or there's something that goes on, then they'll they'll go a few weeks with that right. problem before they ever go to the doctor. But you know, having technology maybe will 
promote people to go in or get advice earlier when they have a symptom or concern before it becomes even more of an issue. Uh, So it could help with the barrier there with people who don't like to go see the doctor, don't want to don't have the time to take out of their day to go see a doctor. That could be helpful. But I'm I'm not saying take away the interaction one on one with a doctor entirely. Yeah, it's very difficult to, to kind of know and appreciate how as technology changes, we can fully take advantage of it. And then the other side of things, too, um, is the security measures that we would have to continually be uh, striving towards high standards on. Because, yeah, if you uh, have a, you know, a, a bad connection or something like that, then, of course, people may be able to listen in on your call or listen in on or, or hack in your iPad and, and see your medical results that you had downloaded or something. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of a thing with older people as well. Um, they didn't grow up with all the technology and all the things that we have these days. So it might be something for them where they might prefer to just go in and, and be talking face-to-face with a doctor right. that um, they know they can trust. They're not worried about, like you said, like documents getting you know exposed or anything like that. But um, you know, generally it is older people that are always going into the doctors more often than not. So, um, you know, they might be the ones that are a little bit slower getting used to the transition into the newer technology and stuff because they haven't been, you know, used to that their whole lives. So, um, well, and is it also a fact that, you know, we have so many different things that do track our healthcare right now, like Fitbits and stuff like that, which, Mm -hmm. you know, hold a, a small snapshot of our health. And do we kind of base a lot of our opinion of our own health on that little small glimpse of, of what we get from the readings of those devices? I think a lot of people do. And even with some of our clients, I know I have some older clients that wear them now and they're tracking their heart rate all the time and stuff. So I do think there's some sort of trust there with people kind of keeping their heart rate in the right zones and that mm-hmm. type of thing. So um, you do see some a lot of people now wearing them and Apple Watches and that type of thing that are kind of putting their trust into the little device. So I see the transition to the technology kind of, you know, coming through, but um, there's still going to be that handful of people that that are going to say, you know, they're not trustworthy. I don't want to deal with this. I just want to talk to my doctor face-to-face about all my issues, and, um, you know, they don't want to have to trust uh, some type of new technology that just came out or something like that. I think, too, it raises your levels of stress and anxiety because quite often if you have, you know, a scratchy throat or something like that, you Google it, it might say that you have a certain type of cancer that, you know, was just (laughs) recently. Everyone's assuming the worst from what they look up online or on Wikipedia and they're not getting actual scientific based Mm -hmm. knowledge and uh, a professional advice. Yeah. So, you know, technology may not be the best thing either with those gadgets. Um, but well, I'm not sure if it was you always talking with this uh, about uh, Hannah the other the other week. But you know, when it comes down to a scientific standpoint of of medicine and stuff like that, you you just know it's stuff that has been proven. It's scientific fact, and you don't want to mess around with it or try and deviate and and take shortcuts with stuff like that because it can really hamper your health. Um, it was like when we went, I went through school for kinesiology, just as you two. You know, uh, if I, before my schooling, I hurt my elbow or something like that, I wouldn't have any idea what muscle it was, uh, if it was a ligament, how to test for that. Yep. Now, when, when friends and family get hurt, you can almost say for certain 
you know, what it is by isolating that muscle, by isolating that ligament, by doing the proper test and, and, and stuff like that with the, uh, with the client. Like it's not guesswork. And, and for people who to question that, you know, then I guess it's the next level up. Then you're going for ultrasounds and you're going for ad, ad, additional imaging, which is more tech in our, mm-hmm. um, in our, uh, healthcare, right? So where does it end? I mean, I'm not sure uh, if if in 10, 15 years we'll even, you know, really need uh, uh, healthcare professionals or whatnot. <laughs> maybe they will. Maybe Google will just know everything and just uh, be able to examine your body and scan you and test you. And it's, it's a pretty crazy thought. Yeah. Well, if you think about some of these, cre- like, okay, for example, we have a echocardiogram at MedPoint, right? Hannah, you've worked alongside with that technician several times. It's really cool to be able to see the valves of your heart working Absolutely. As, as your heart beats, mm-hmm. right? We can see if there's you know enlargement in certain vessels or um, too small, if there's too much mu- like hypertrophy, like muscle, um, too much muscle or too little, um, if they're working mechanically well. It's, it's pretty incredible to use that technology and yeah. for a fact say what's going on there and why people are feeling a certain way or yeah. how they should be cautious when they exercise right. via that, not, that diagnosis or knowledge. The other equipment that we have at MedPoint, Garrett, you use quite a bit, is the Bod Pod and the uh, Fit3D. Yep. And, you know, that right there is, is great, uh, consistent information that we can give to our clients and say, look, this is your feedback from all the yeah. uh, exercising you've done. Yeah, I think it kind of amazes a lot of people once they do it and they, you know, they get the breakdown of their body fat and their lean mass um, and all the the different measurements that the BodPod and Fit3D take. Um, it's just stuff that you don't get really anywhere else. And, mm. and once people kind of see what their body composition is like and then they come back for a follow-up or um, you know, for their next assessment, they can see how their body's changed, if they've lost body fat or, um, you know, fat mass compared to their lean mass and that type of thing. So yeah. I want to um, chime in there on that. So Fatima, one of our trainers, had a client who at home was tracking their weight and their weight stayed the exact same through the program. But that individual, when we looked at the bod pod, lost 14% body wow. fat. And all that weight gained back was muscle. Wow. Yeah. So you see like a lot of, a lot of places uh, people go, they just do training and they just go home and, and take their body weight, right? Yeah. And, and they don't see any change over a span of five months or something. Yeah. If they've been giving it their all at the gym every day and, and they're still weighing the same, they don't see how their body's changed and then they get frustrated and, and give up or whatever. So mm-hmm. um, this new technology is definitely a way for people to get a hold of their health and their body composition and kind of see how, how their body's changing over time. Yeah, I think it's a good marriage between the technology and the healthcare like professionals that we have right now in in a sense that, you know, it really goes hand in hand. And, and yeah, there are going to be more advancements, more, uh, you know, computers that come out with higher powered imaging and stuff like that. But I think overall, uh, you know, you just cannot remove the, the physical interaction with your doctor and, uh, of course, they will use the appropriate equipment that uh, they need to diagnose and to get to the bottom of your issue. If you have heard any of the tests uh, on the show today and you think, hey, I might like to actually do that, well, we offer the three- and five-hour medicals, which include all those tests that we were just talking about, and 
uh, guess what, 25 more. So uh, you might as well. Uh, you owe it to yourself to check things out there. Uh, we have a great fitness program if you're looking to get um, healthy and really work hard into the fall season because the weather, guys, I hate to say it, it'll be turning cool soon. Don't no. say it. Uh, <laughs> Um, you know what? We got a lot of great fitness programs. We got uh, kinesiologists on staff who can help you if you have osteoarthritis, if you have just a, if you're a weekend warrior with uh, lumps and bumps everywhere. You know, you can uh, come to us, rest assured, knowing that you're going to have professional guidance, and we will get to the bottom of your issues, working with you safely and effectively. Team, that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank you both for being on the show. It's great and, to be uh, here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Once again. I think it's another another uh, ratings booster here, really. <laughs> sorry, Pete. Yeah, sorry, Pete. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, well, have, I hope everyone has a safe and healthy weekend, and we'll join you next week for another great episode, MedPoint Health Half Hour on CFPL 980.